You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. And it is time for the fantasy football focus. This will be an extended version. Nice. We're going to dig in. Yeah, we can enjoy the bagpipes, by the way. Huh? I enjoy the bagpipes. Always enjoy the bagpipes. Uh, Before we get into this, I did want to mention that uh, Devlin Hodges released by the Rams Mm. uh, today. Will you get any tweets or questions about picking him back up? Oh, God. I would really hope not. I would hope people realize that. Yeah, come on. That uh, duck has sailed. I predicted he would never throw another NFL pass, and he started a preseason game for the Rams this year. So. Still hasn't thrown an NFL pass, though. He didn't throw a pass in that game? Not- well, I didn't think he'd even, like, throw a pass in the preseason. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he won't throw one in the regular season. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not killing the guy. Good for him. Yeah, yeah good for him, but uh, released. Uh, that is- Maybe someone will pick him up. Perhaps. Perhaps. Matt, I wanted to talk to you about the rankings of some of the Steeler players. Mm, okay. Uh, where these guys are ranked at. Um, let's take a look here. I'm, gonna, I'm looking here in the ESPN rankings where you can actually break things down by team. Oh, interesting. They have... a new feature. Yeah, it is, actually. Uh, they have their projected stats and everything for okay. this as well. Their number one... Mike Clay. Yeah. Number one Steelers fantasy player this year is Najee Harris. No surprise there. As it should be. The projections for him... 259 carries. Tell me if this if you would take this season from Najee Harris. 259 carries for 1,117 yards. That's a 4.3 yard average. Eight I'd touchdowns. Take, I'd take the 4.3 part. Absolutely. 49 catches for 372 yards and then two touchdowns. So 10, 10 overall touchdowns, uh, right around 1,500 total yards. Okay. I'm going to get this disclaimer out of the way. Let's just assume health. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously. That's 300 touches. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you have. You take yes for all these because that means they didn't get hurt. But let's take that out of the equation. I would certainly take the 4.3 average. You said 49 catches. Yes. I might go fish on that one. He may get the 60 or... Didn't Claypool set the rookie record last year at like 62 or 63, something? 63, yeah. He might challenge it. I I mean, they're not going to throw as much and there's a lot of mouths to feed. So, I mean, I'm being ambitious with that. 49 is a pretty nice number. Uh, extra game. Extra game. <laughs> I mean, that's what's that? How many a game? I mean, if he gets three a game, he beats that. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take the over on that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you're looking at Najee Harris now, depending on your format. But if, if he's even, I think despite format, even if it's PPR or just straight. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I think he's going to produce. Yeah. Uh, Should um, be a, a late first round pick, early second round pick. Yeah. We did this fantasy get together, Zoom call, whatever. And people made a big deal with it. I'm like, the world's still too low on Harris. You know, like, that you're going to get him at the 15th pick or, you know, 
reasonably well into the second round. That's a steal. He's a top 12 running back in the league this year. He is. And I don't have my list in front of me, and I change it by the hour, but I've been putting my spreadsheet together. These are the backs I have ahead of him, and he could go a lot higher than this. I mean, I have, obviously, McCaffrey Cook, Kamara Henry. And then I have this three that I don't really know what to do with in Aaron Jones, who I'm pretty confident in, Zeke and Barkley, based kind of on just their history. Yeah. And then I have Gibson and Harris. And those are the guys I really want. I want yeah. Gibson and Harris. And, and they're two guys who, Gibson, um, he got a little flash of it last year. Yeah. But, but he's not been a high-volume guy. No, Even no, in no, college. Right, right. And Harris has. Is a high-volume yeah. guy. They're both sort of unknowns. But I could paint a picture where both those guys are top five picks next year. Right. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Their number two player is Deontay Johnson. I suppose, yeah. The projection for him is the, the same 144 targets that he got last year. Okay. Which One more game, down. and that makes sense. And, yeah. and he missed some you know, Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, fewer per game, yeah. per, you know, per route run or whatever. 92 catches, 998 yards, six touchdowns, four carries for 25 yards. That sounds right, but I bet he's a 1,000-yard receiver. I bet he is, too. I mean, I just think there'll be more... I mean, it's one play we saw it on you know, this week, but I think he'll be targeted downfield a little more. I do think his targets per game per route run will go down slightly because I don't know they can't go up, yeah. you know. And so the targets are fine, the receptions are fine. I bet he goes over a thousand yards though. Yeah, I think six, so as six well. Six touchdowns, sound, yeah. right? Um, Juju Smith-Schuster comes in third. Really. I, I value Claypool more than Juju. 124 targets, 87 catches for 896 yards and six touchdowns. It's actually a little lower than what he did. Mm-hmm. In every, uh, he had 97 catches for 831 yards last year, nine touchdowns. He was very, you know, kind of touchdown dependent. Yeah, but again, 97 catches. That it, used to be a like 97 catches. Was an immense number. That would, that would lead the league. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, in the post game show. I said something along the lines of a Juju. I feel like I'm always hard on him on the air. But then you watch that game, and, and I just wanted to say, he's a good football player. Like, yeah. I think he gets overlooked because I'm very guilty of this. Now nah, he's really just a slot. You know, he's not a, a $15 million a year receiver. Well, there aren't many of them. You Here's know I mean? the thing with Juju, Matt. He had 97 catches last year and 128 targets. Yeah. So there were 31 passes that Ben Roethlisberger threw to Juju Smith-Schuster that weren't caught. That 31. Weren't right, right, right. I mean, that's a really high catch percentage. He does catch the ball very well. I'm sure his A dot will go up, but it won't be, you know, massive. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I bet his target, my, my qualms with that are if they throw the ball a little less percentage-wise and Fryermuth and Harris catch more the pie, I'm not sure Juju's targets and receptions will be as high as they project them here. Yeah. 87 catches is still a big number. Right, right, right. I'd probably go under. They're projecting, not by a ton. Projecting Johnson to catch 92 passes. Right. Like, yeah. I think Johnson gets a lot more targets than Juju. Yeah. Um, but he's been good in the red zone, too. Like that's, He scores touchdowns. He scores though. touchdowns. Like we're just talking fantasy. I'm not implying that Juju's useless. I mean, yeah. Like if you I bet get him as, if you get Deontay Johnson as your mid-level number two, yeah, on down, you're you're happy with that. If you get Juju Smith-Schuster as your three, mm-hmm. 
okay there. I bet Juju catches more touchdowns than Deontay. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Deontay for fantasy. Right. I think he'll get noticeably more targets and more downfield. But Juju's a good player. I, I don't say that enough on this on this station. Here's where I think they're missing the boat. It must be Claypool. Claypool. They have him as the fourth best Steelers fantasy player. Mm-hmm. 118 targets. So that's actually I'm cool with that. Nine more than what he got last year. Okay. 72 catches, which is 10 more than what he had last year. Okay. 946 yards. I'll take the over on that part. 13.1 average. He averaged 14.1 last year. Only six touchdowns. He had nine last year in the air. Yeah. Uh, eight carries for 41 yards. He got 10 carries last year and scored twice on the ground. Yeah, right, right. I mean, now, I think Harris day, but... hurts him in that regard. Right. Like, I don't know if you do as many jet sweeps down by the goal line. With I him. bet much But I don't less. think that's going to go away. I bet he gets five to ten carries yeah. throughout the year. And one of them might be for 34. But know, I think he scores point. more than six touchdowns in the air. I do, too. I, I think he'll have more yardage than that, too. I think he's a really, really good player. Yeah. Like, I really like Johnson. He's my first receiver drafted of those three for fantasy. But I don't have to squint hard at all to say we're sitting here a year from now and going, well, Claypool's clearly the first receiver off the board. I mean, like, he's freaky. Yeah. I mean, and he's showed it already. I mean, it's not a a projection. Yeah. The the comparisons to DK Metcalf Mm -hmm. in terms of size, speed, even their rookie years were almost identical. Yeah. I think he's a little smoother than Metcalf. Metcalf's freakier. I mean, he's yeah. as freaky as anyone I've ever seen. Probably faster, certainly stronger, bigger. But they're he's in not the bigger. same. I guess he's not bigger. He looks bigger. He's so ripped. I mean, yeah. he looks like a bodybuilder. Claypool's right? ten pounds heavier. He's heavier than him. Yeah. I think he's smoother, and I, I think I would rather have Claypool on deep out routes. You know, things like that. You know, I, I think he's better changing directions. Yeah. And Metcalf to me is like the third receiver off the board. Right. So a year from now, can Claypool be the tenth receiver off the board? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's just he has that kind of talent. He does. Um, it's just a matter of whether that gets He'll be on my year. team a lot, especially for where you can get him. Yeah. Again, you get him mm-hmm. as your number three receiver. three and With mean, massive upside. A low, a low day. Like you is, get Juju as your three, you know what the ceiling and floor are. He's not going to win you the week. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you're, okay, I'm going to get – I can pencil in – 10 to 12 points every week. He's going to have yeah, some weeks. Single or a double, maybe right. he scores, uh, you know, every week he scores a touchdown, I can get 18 out of him. Mm-hmm. You're thrilled on those kind of touchdown dependent, yeah. and that makes you weak, but it doesn't win you the week. Like, would you, you know, you'd rather have Juju as your number three than Cole Beasley. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think guys of that nature who are the other slot receivers around the league that. The other thing about Claypool. He scores touchdowns. He does. The other thing about Claypool, though, is led the league in pass interference yards. That's going to convert into more Some of those opportunities are going to be catches. or catches, yeah. and was very, very high just in air yards in general. You yeah. know, so uh, I think he's just scratching the surface. Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger is number five in terms of Steelers sure, fantasy. I guess so. Yeah. The projections: three hundred ninety-four completions on six hundred and three attempts, four thousand one hundred fifty-nine yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. 26 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. His last year numbers, 608 attempts. That was in 15 games. Yeah, right, right. That was two so less games. The projections are down a little bit. 3,803 yards, again, in 15 games. 33 touchdowns in 15 games. People forget about that. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the line that they created for Ben, my original problem was, I bet he throws two or three more touchdowns, over 30 touchdowns. Yeah. I think he had 29. I, I think he'll take 
throw for 30 or more. I mean, his last two full seasons, he's been over 30 touchdowns both times. And he's really good in the red zone. Yeah. He's got great red zone weapons. I mean, I don't think Fryer Moose is going to catch a dozen of them, but he helps. Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, the 13 interceptions would be more than what he threw last year. Yeah, but I would take it. I mean, that's right around his average. That's it's right not around a, his not average. A huge number. 17 games. Yeah. Uh, probably a few more attempts than they project them. I don't to. think he scores any rushing touchdowns. I'm sorry. <laughs> did, did they give him one? They gave him one. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'll take the under on that. The over under for that's got to be like a half. But what's your comfort level with Roethlisberger? Like, I think he's a high end QB two. If you're going to, would you be? Let's. Okay, we've talked about this. I a don't lot. think he's a high end QB two. I think if you take, if you There's go, so many. If you go the route of taking a Justin Fields, right. Lance or... Or Lance or one of those guys. Yeah. And then drafting Roethlisberger as your bridge until that guy's ready to go. Not bad. I mean, compare him, though, to Matt Ryan. Who do you prefer? They're they're like the same to me. I think the schedule, to me, favors the Steelers. I know the, the Falcons are going to be behind a lot. Yeah, right, right, right. I expect more garbage time from Ryan. Yeah. And but do I trust Ryan to, to not get sacked 50-plus times this year? No. No, no. He certainly I mean, he could. is he is a statue. Right. Would you rather Ben or Carr? Ben. Yeah, but they're the three of them are, you know, in the same. If you're going to be drafting Kirk Cousins or, mm-hmm. I'll take Cousins over all three of those. Yeah, and not that I think he's better. I just think they throw a little more. But would you rather have Ben or Baker Mayfield as that bridge? I know Ben's going to throw to football and be, yeah. and be more efficient with it than Baker doesn't run contrary to popular belief either. Yeah. And they want to throw the ball 25 times a game. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do. That's not good for your fantasy team. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, they're all in the same neighborhood. Yeah. but And it's a cheap neighborhood to go shopping. Right. And yeah. you can live with it. So. Yeah, it's not horrible. You're not going to run, though. He's just, that's He's just, just not going to run. Yeah, right. that's, the, that's the problem. It's a totally different fantasy nugget. But I've worn, I moved Brady up my list a little bit. And he's the only one high on my list that doesn't run. He may throw 50 touchdowns this year. I don't think they're going to run the ball much. You know, the... You got to be really in that situation to be a starter that doesn't run. You know, yeah. I mean, you got to be Rodgers, Brady, with elite weapons around you that is not going to try to run the ball at a higher percentage. And I still have doubts. Now, this came out before this week's game, I believe. But they have Eric Ebron as the number six Steelers fantasy target. Okay. The projections on him: forty-six catches, four hundred sixty-five yards, four touchdowns. Um, that's actually down from what he did last year. He mm-hmm. had 56 catches for 558 and five touchdowns. I bet he plays fewer snaps this year. Yeah, 72 targets for him. Um, He's I, interesting to me, though, because for for some reason, this goes back to Detroit, Indy. That poor guy, he was criticized because they passed on Odell and Aaron Donald for him. Like, yeah. That's not his fault. And no, he, he wasn't didn't do a that. star as a yeah. rookie on a terrible team. And, yeah, he drops balls and he's frustrating. Okay. Um, that's not the end of the world. But at the end of the day, even in this past game, what do you have, four for 50 yards four or something? Four for 59, yeah. Yeah, and he does that a lot. You know, I yeah. mean, he played really well with the exception of a drop that would have been a heck of a catch. You know, like, he's a valuable player. I don't know that he's valuable fantasy tight he's end. A t- he's a tight end too in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe a high endish tight end too. I mean, there's some. There, yeah. depend, it depends who you like. You know, the, yeah. the Everett's and some of the younger guys. People are probably more excited about. But I'm taking him over the Hoopers of the world. You oh know? yeah, you know yeah. right. But I do think Fryermuth cuts into his production. 
he's never had a two to really worry about. Yeah. The Steelers' defense comes in at seven here. Really? Listen, listen to these projections. Really? As they're like seven, a clear they're, top. They're two seventh to most. Impre- uh, the seventh highest scoring. Fan- Actually, they, oh, they okay. do have more projected fantasy points than he. I thought you were saying they were the seventh. They defense. scored 147 fantasy points last year. 147, you said? Yeah. Okay. They had 56 sacks, 18 interceptions, nine fumble recoveries, three touchdowns scored, gave up 306 points, 4,893 yards. The projections this year: 41 sacks. No flipping way. No way. This team has led the league in sacks the last four seasons. They're not Extra falling game. off. They're not falling off to forty-one. <laughs> Here's three factors. Well, not even. I think that their front seven's better than it was. Four factors: extra game, crowd noise that they didn't have they at didn't all. Didn't have last year, yeah. And I do believe holding will become illegal again. Yes, at least to some degree, more so than it was last year. I'm going to tell you right now: you can pencil the Steelers in for fifty-plus sacks this year, no doubt. I mean, uh, that's. I mean, yeah. I I could not give you any other stat that I feel more confident about right. in the NFL this season than the fact that the Steelers will have 50-plus sacks. Of all the numbers we've talked about for this segment, I'll take the over on sacks, bet the mortgage on it. Yeah. More so than anything you give else. Me, okay, your over-under is 41. I'm going, I'm going over that. I'm, I'm taking out a loan to go over to go over 41. Right. That's, what, two and a half a game. Yeah. They're going to have some where they have six or seven. Yeah. It's always due. 13 interceptions this year, down from 18. Some of that, I don't you know, have a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's math involved that you don't project teams to pick off 20 balls, yeah. you know, because no, it's, it's a hard thing to predict. Uh, the nine fumbles is the same as last year. That's fumble luck is just that. Yeah, they get a lot of people to the ball, and I do yeah. think TJ is really good at creating fumbles. But Touchdowns okay. is the same, two compared to three last year. Fair enough. 370 think, points, though, after giving up 306 last year. You really think their defense is going to be seventy? That's like four points, more, four more points a game mm-hmm. over the course of the season. More, I mean, it's one more game, so maybe that's another twenty right there, or twenty-five, or whatever. But even on average, that's an average of four points per game. More. I'm wondering how much strength of schedule they're looking into that. Like the slate of quarterbacks they play is harder than last year's, so it'll probably go up no matter what the defense does. Still seems high. It seems on the high, and they give, have them giving up an, a thousand more yards than they gave up last year. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Thousand more. A thousand more. That's a lot of yards in one game. Yeah. Right. That's like three yeah. games worth of yardage. Right. 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 No, it doesn't I, make it doesn't sense. Doesn't equate to me. Either. No, it doesn't. Um, real quick, it, it's a minor note, but they you have them down there. They have them down there for two touchdowns. That's a hard thing to project, of course. Right. But Minka gives you a little more there than other teams. You yeah. Know, if you have a defensive back that's really dangerous with the ball in his hands, it gives you a leg up. And, you know, there's 10 teams that have that guy. Uh, they actually have James Washington as number eight. The projections for James Washington, 26 catches for 369 and two touchdowns. That's actually down from last year. Yeah. Benny Snell is not, and Jalen Samuels at nine and ten. I don't even know that they I make this roster. Team. Right, right, right. McFarland would be next. For yeah, me. McFarland comes in at eleven. Um, Fryermuth comes in at twelve. I might combine whatever they have for Samuels and Snell though, and give it to Balage. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's which, Kalen Balage is going to be the number. He's the handcuff. Yeah, he's the guy that you want to get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fryermuth's projection: eighteen catches for one hundred and eighty-seven yards, one touchdown. I'll go over I'm on taking one touchdown. The, I'm taking the over the whole way across the, the whole board. whole way across the board. Certainly yeah. red zone stuff. 
Yeah. And, and it's not just recency bias. I mean, but he's I, not going to be draftable in fantasy. No, no. I think next year he'll be a commodity. Next year he's going to be the guy that everybody's talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know. He'll be the – Troutman's maybe not the best example, but you know, people are talking about Komet and Troutman in their second year. I think I'll take Fryer move a year from now. Like, I think he could catch this year. 30 passes this year. I bet he catches four touchdowns. I think he might go. I'd go over that. Yeah, I mean, more than one. He's a red zone target. Right. Like, I mean, that's pretty clear. He'll be a guy that I think it, at some point or another during this season, in your fantasy season, he's going to have a week where maybe Ebron misses the game. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go out and catch like five passes for 60 yards and a touchdown, and, and he's going to be the hot waiver wire pickup. And Matthew Barry's going to be like, is he the dude not tight end one for the Steelers? And are we seeing the tip of the iceberg? Yeah. Second drafted tight end. Pick him up now while you still can. And that'll be an overreaction as fantasy Might be a week does. early or a year, a year early. early. Yeah. But, yeah. No, he's going to be really a good fantasy commodity going forward. Yeah. You kind of see it like Gesicki's kind of that guy. Like Gesicki yeah, will have yeah. a big week and then nothing. No, no, no. And then a right. big week and then nothing for three weeks. And then another big week and like it's kind yeah, it's, of, There's a lot of tight ends yeah. like that, unfortunately. And it's tough, you know, when you got so many miles of feeding an offense. Yeah, I wonder if they all add up to uh, what Ben's totals are, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Projection. I'm glad I'm not in the projection game. It's yeah, hard. It's awfully difficult. Uh, Boswell. Hmm. How about that? these numbers? Uh, he comes in. 15 for 15 on a 1 to 39 yard field. They only have missing three field goals all year. It's about what he does. 25 of 29, 40 of 41 on extra points. That's 123 points. I know we always take him as our fantasy kicker. Yeah, yeah. 123.73 points. I'd take that for my kicker. I guess, I mean, again, I, I make fun of our last pick all the time, but. It always shocks me he's there, you know. After he's even not though, thought of as one of the top fantasy kickers, he and like he a always top is five type fantasy kicker yeah. to me. He's he's like there's so much job. He's there's really so good much variance job. there. Like, right. oh, who's this guy's Jason Sanders or one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're guessing. There's a lot of offenses that who's the guy from the Giants last year made the, yeah, the Pro yeah, Bowl because yeah. he was oh he had all these points and he, or Koo from Atlanta. I'm with those know. guys. I mean, I'd rather have the kicker that's been in the league five to ten years that's in his prime that you know is good at his job. Yeah, and everything else. I mean, yeah, you can hit on taking a good offenses kicker, but they can get cut in week five too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which doesn't hurt you that bad in the fantasy world, but that doesn't mean they they put the Ball through the uprights. Yeah, and that's the Steelers' uh, fantasy projections hmm. there. From I'm, I'm not going to go get into uh, what Mason Rudolph's numbers are. No, right, like right, that, right. I don't know how you project those guys at all. Yeah, for sure. Is Steeler D your number one D off the board though? It um, is for me. I, you know, I think I have Washington two. Let me see where he's got them ranked three. here. They've got the Buccaneers one, the Steelers two. I think the Bucks' schedule is a lot easier. Certainly their division is a their lot easier. Their schedule is ridiculously easy. Yeah, and that carries some weight with defenses for me. It's weird. Like, they project the Bucks at 48 sacks, which is the exact same number that they had last year. Hmm. And the Steelers were well below that, weren't they? Didn't we? They have them, the Steelers at 41. They have the Ravens at 41. Washington at 43. They had 47 last year. I'll take the over on Washington, too. The 49ers at 43, so they have them with more sacks. They have the Bills with more sacks. The Bills had 38 sacks last year. I mean, the first two picks were defensive linemen, but they weren't yeah. superstars. The Broncos at 40, the Patriots at 39, the Rams at 41, the Browns at 41. Mm-hmm. I assume a healthier Garrett. Yeah. Clowny, you know, 
The Colts at 41. 41 seems to be a popular number. Yeah, there must be some The Dolphins have 41. The Saints have 41. The Packers, 40. That's, I mean, it's right around that, that number. But that's 17 games. The Cardinals at 45. Watt. Watt and Chandler they Jones. They had 48 last year. Did they really? Yeah. Without Jones or Watt? Hmm, I'm surprised they had that many. They had the Jets at 43 sacks. That's probably before Lawson. Before got Carl hurt Lawson was left. Still, I don't they see they the weren't Jets. getting there with Lawson. I don't see the Jets taking a big uh, no. jump up. They had the Titans with 43 sacks. They had 19 last year. <laughs> 19 they had last 19 year. sacks last year, and they got them with more sacks than the Steelers this year. Yeah. I am sorry. With all respect to Bud, I mean, that's... Bud would have to have 35 sacks this year if he could get, get them to that number. Uh, I mean, if you told Vrabel you could get the 32 this year, I think you'd take it. <laughs> you know, like, it's, right. it's a lot better than what we had. I mean, at least it's progress. <laughs> they got the Falcons with 41 sacks. They had yeah. 29 last year. That doesn't make any sense to me. Panthers with 41 sacks. The Seahawks with 43 the the, whoever their like, mathematician is on sack projections. All right, they had the Bengals with 37 sacks. They had 17 sacks last year. And they project the Steelers with 41? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Trey Hendrickson wouldn't even get snaps here. And he's making like $14 million for the Bengals. The Jaguars with 39 sacks. They had 18 last year. They had 18 last year. Wow. Like, where are these projections coming Honestly, from? They, there's... I liked a lot of what we did in this segment. Not that. That's not ending with a bang. <laughs> they, they need to take their sack formula, throw it away, and start the, over. They get the Texans with 39 sacks this they year. They don't have any pass rushers. They don't have any pass rushers, and they're not going to have a lead all season Ever. long. <laughs> right, and their fans will be booing them probably. And, yeah, right. They also wow. have them with 12 interceptions. Yeah, maybe. More than what that's – I don't know wow. if I'm buying that. <laughs> I mean, some t- a couple teams are going to have 50 sacks this year. Yeah, as much as teams throw the ball and home field advantage in a seventeenth game. Again, start if they start. It certainly looks like they're going to. I asked actually asked Mike Tomlin that hmm. at his press conference last week because the Steelers there were five holding penalties called in the Eagles game. Yeah, they're actually calling them this year. They're yeah. actually calling. Them. We right. saw some holds. That helps called. the Steelers weren't any team in the league, by the way. Absolutely right. And so I asked him about it. I said, you know, was that one of the points of because we didn't get to talk to the officials this year. No, oh, usually right, when right, they right. come to camp, they'll have a little. Thing with in the most media. years, we're stressing these three things yeah, the more. Thing. This said, year, was, it sounds like they're stressing taunting. Yeah, you know, was the holding was one of the, the points of emphasis this year because it was down last year by a, more than a sack, as listeners of this show well know. Right. Uh, and he said, he said, no, it wasn't something that they specifically pointed out. He said, but I guarantee you that the league does see that. That they see the analytics of that. They have to. It is such a ripple. And say, hey guys, this is something that we can't. We can't it's have that. One drive different almost. Yeah, we per, can't per have game. that. And again, you can't call them all. You can't call fifty percent of the holds because nobody was people would stop watching. You know, there would be too much. It would not surprise me though that the first month of the season you see flags flying a little bit. In the Garrett Bowles of the world and these, you know, the guys. Well, he's a great player. He, he's, he's well, if holding's legal. He's <laughs> phenomenal, right? But I do think they should send the message that what you guys did last year, O line, ain't not going to fly. Yeah, because that's not football to me. You know, I, I understand why it happened, and last year was a weird year in general, which doesn't excuse everything. But the T.J. Watts of the world need to be able to rush the passer <laughs> without being drugged to the ground. Yeah. And really, the the Washington, certainly the Rams, just because of Darnold, but no one more so than the Steelers will benefit from that. Yeah, as well as crowd noise. I keep mentioning crowd noise. I mean, what a huge advantage that is for in the Steelers' case. Nine games, crazy screaming people. You know, with with, with, uh, just helping your get off. 
and they've been a much better team uh, at home rushing the passer sure, in sure. recent years, which most teams really Which most are. Oh, totally yeah. adds up, right? They didn't have any of those advantages last yeah. year. I think that's something that gets overlooked when, you're st- when people talk about the Steelers' schedule. Well, they have this difficult schedule, but nine of them are at home. It's that not like nine nice of them perk. are on the road. That is a nice perk. You know, when you, you're going to go six and three, seven and two at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, that's... And I don't think they travel all that many miles. No, they have a short travel right, schedule. Right. Yeah. The division's all it's close. It's like the second and, shortest in the league. Yeah. You know, you have so. eight times you have to leave home, and three of them are real close, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's going to do it for this fantasy football segment. Uh, good uh, fantasy football focus there, Matt. It's a programming note, though. We're three days a week for the next We are, but start. no show on Friday because there is a game this week. So. Oh. I so that. Wednesday that will be our sense. last show of this week. So all right, we go one more. Looking for the drive, that's what's happening here. Okey doke. Uh, but uh, for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, uh, we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.